Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down. Frank Clark. Clark the shirt. It's Jaws. On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Right on a corner pattern for Williams. And the pass is intercepted. The Honey Badger got him. And did I say Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Where it's at. Holmes has time here. Throws it long. He's got a man in the middle of the field. Watkins. 15, 10, 5. Angling left. Touchdown. Kansas City. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. I'm Jay Binkley. Produced by Kramer Sansone. Well, another week, another blowout for the Kansas City Chiefs, who now boast the easiest schedule left in the NFL by winning percentage. The key is to come out and keep having nice performances like today. 35-9 for the Kansas City Chiefs. The second straight week that Chad Henney has got to go play in the game, and that's absolutely perfect. The Chiefs now, get this, they came in as uh, the only defense in the NFL to go in six games in this year to allow less than 21 points. Make that seven games now for the Kansas City Chiefs. The defense... Uh, Jets were moving the ball a little bit in the first half. Castillo had three field goals on him. Went for four. They blocked one with Armani Watts. Second half, completely different story. Spags turned the switch. The Honey Badger was on, putting guys in the right place. Five three and outs for the Jets in the second half. Matter of fact, they've only manufactured two first downs in that second half. And they were short-lived, too. One play uh, and then done. It's like they fumbled. And then late in the game where the Jets got the other one. But 35-9 Kansas City Chiefs when Pat Mahomes was amazing. And my question is this. Start of the season, people questioning. You know, what's wrong with Mahomes? I don't see the offense as well. Took calls on this late during the week. Took calls on the post game last week as well. People weren't excited. They wanted to see 400 yards and four touchdowns from Mahomes every week. That's just what you expect. But clearly the Chiefs win in a different fashion in Buffalo. It was ground and pound. The Chiefs were utilizing that running game. Then a little, they tried to run a little bit there in Denver, but Patrick Mahomes didn't need to do much because the defense scored a touchdown with Dirty Dan, and you got the 102-yard return from Byron Pringle in that game. So the Chiefs were winning in a different way. And today was a byproduct of what the Chiefs have been doing well. It's setting them up. It's like the play-action pass. You set them up that you're going to run, you play action, then you throw it deep. Well, this was the opposite of that because the Chiefs had shown they could run the football. And guess who the Chiefs had in the backfield? Le'Veon Bell that used to be a Jet. And I feel they really wanted to stop Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell ended up with six carries. We wondered how the distribution was going to go between Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell. Well, they got 50% of the carries each. Le'Veon Bell six times. Clyde Edwards-Alaire six times. The Jets wanted to stop the run. Patrick Mahomes even said so in the postgame show that the Jets wanted to try to stop what the Chiefs were doing running the football. And hence, do that at your own risk. Do that or Pat Mahomes will pop one over the top on you and drill it for a first down. Patrick Mahomes, 31 of 42, 416 yards and five touchdowns. 416 yards, five touchdowns. The seventh most in Kansas City Chiefs history. Matter of fact, 
The uh, most yardage for the Chiefs, this was seventh most history, 416. Patrick Mahomes also on the list of 478. That's number two, number four, number five. We had 446, 443. Dawson in sixth place wants 435 against Denver. Elvis Gerback, believe it or not, 504 yards at Oakland, November 5th, 2000. But the Chiefs just keep adding to the record books. Andy Reid goes into rare company. He's now tied fifth all-time with Curly Lambeau. Most combined wins, regular and postseason. But the Chiefs are just methodical in what they do. They don't have these these meltdown games. Yes, they do happen. Okay, I take that back. They had that meltdown game against the Raiders. It was unexpected. But keep in mind, the Chiefs have lost one game in the last year. One game. The Raiders beat the Chiefs, and they hadn't lost before that since November 10th, 2019. I mean, it is unreal what this team is doing, but they're winning in different ways. And they're making adjustments. The Jets had absolutely nothing to win in this game, nothing to lose either. Well, actually, they did have a lot to lose because they, they, they're really rolling towards the number one pick in the draft, which makes that job even more attractive for someone to get. You know, keep an eye on the enemy in that one. But I'm just saying, the Jets are a lousy team. And I felt going in this is a lose-lose game because if the Chiefs came out and won that 8-35-9, we're like, okay, hands in the air. This is what we expected. And the Chiefs did exactly what was expected. You keep bad teams down. The Buffalo Bills got these Jets last week. Remember the Buffalo Bills? Everybody's darling until reality set in against the Tennessee Titans and against the Kansas City Chiefs. They played the Jets last week and only won 18 to 10. They did limit these Jets to four yards in the second half. I don't know what's going on with the Jets in the second half, but they can't play football. It's not a good football team, but the Chiefs did what they needed to do in this game. And to be honest with you, I viewed these last couple of games kind of that value that preseason football gives you. Given young guys a chance to go and play like they've been doing. And the Chiefs have just been destroying everybody so much lately. Last couple of games, they've been able to do it. Put some of the younger guys out there. No preseason football. Here's your preseason football. We created our own preseason football by going out like Patrick Mahomes did, lighting up the scoreboard with five touchdown passes. Keep in mind, the five touchdown passes today by Patrick Mahomes, one more than the New York Jets have the entire season. Pat Mahomes, five touchdowns, one more than the Jets have the entire season. It's not a good football team, but you know what? There's guys on there playing for pride. And you're always going to find that. And the Jets did come into this game with eight roughing the passer penalties. I'm cro- I crossed my fingers. Okay, let's hope it's not here. Keep in mind, those eight roughing the passer penalties the Jets had, four more than any other team in the National Football League. Only 51 had been called in the National Football League, and the Jets had been called for eight of them. So I was a little bit concerned about that. You know, let's get Patrick Mahomes out of this game. Let's get the score up. I mean, the offense is in sync, looking good. I mean, you got to think about this, too. Just the continuity. Ten different receivers caught the football today. Early in the game, five different receivers caught the football. You look at the, the, the guys that caught touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was Mahomes spraying around. McCole Hardman, Tyree Kill twice, Travis Kelsey, Demarcus Robinson. It was unbelievable, plus... We saw the fake punt today from the Chiefs showing they're willing to do everything. Well, it's time to hear from you now. Give us a call on the uh, Silverstein Ice Center's hotline, 913-576-7610. This segment brought to you by Evansville Distillery, Independence, Missouri. Let's go to your calls. Let's go no huddle. At the 40, foot race 30, see you later. A fade route right side is intercepted, intercepted. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610.
That's right. Your calls, 913-576-7610, right here on the Silverstein Eye Center's phone line. And also the text line, 913-576-7610, the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hey, Bing, how about that pounding of the Jets? Two touchdowns by Hill, one by Kelsey, one by Hartman, and one by, yeah, the Mark, uh, McCall Hartman. Let's take over the first one to Tyree Kill on the fake button. How about Tommy Townsend on that 13-yarder? Brian Brennan, that has been worked out by Dave Tobin in practice. And then the touchdown after death, and then the, the last touchdown to Tyree Kill. And uh, I think that even though Darnold was moving the ball, Bink, I was a little surprised. The Chiefs did just enough in the in the first half, they kept him out and then just kicked field goals. And the Jets, for whatever reason, cannot play in the second half. What do, you, do you think they'll go 0-16? Do I, do I what? Do you think the Jets will go 0-16 like everybody says? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. They're looking well, really they good. Now. Oh, yeah. they game in two weeks at home against the Patriots. So, uh. if they don't beat the Patriots, I think they will go 0-16. I mean, they might find a way to win. It's very difficult to do, as we know. I mean, obviously, the Detroit Lions oh, yeah. went 0-16. Very difficult to do because di- yeah. guys do have a little bit of pride. Not only that, they're playing for the jobs. They're playing for oh, next yeah. season. Everybody's uh, got a scholarship, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, too bad the Steelers didn't lose. But uh, well, we'll see if the Steelers lose to the Cowboys next week. To take something. All right, Dan. Thank you. We'll talk about that Steelers game. I felt this is where the Steelers needed to take an L. Because Lamar Jackson beating everybody. He had a 14-game run at the end of last season. Lost to the Chiefs. Then he's won every game since. Only the Chiefs were that team in between. So the Steelers in Baltimore... I'm starting to think, all right, Steelers, you need to start taking some L's. Today was one of those days. Now the Ravens will play the Steelers again. It'll be in Pittsburgh, obviously, the, the crowd noise not really a factor in this. But, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. Need to start seeing the Steelers take an L. Got to start thinking a big picture here, Kansas City. Got to start thinking about that bye week. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, what a great day for the Kansas City Chiefs, man. They went out there and took care of business. And, uh, first of all, I'd like to take my hat off to uh, – Big Red moving up that ladder on career wins. Way to go, Big Red. So we did what we were supposed to do to him today, Bink, but I got a couple unsung heroes. You know, Daryl Williams, a couple carries, but he had a crucial third and four. And Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes threw a, a bad pass, and he caught it off his hip to get keep the uh, drive going. So good job by that man. And then what about that Wharton guy getting a sack? Never Turk. heard of him, but way to go, baby. Way to go, Wharton. And the defense, they did outstanding. Held them to nine points. I called in. I said it'd be 41 to nine. We didn't get there, but they only scored left, left with nine. And, and Bink, you know, we got the uh, Tyree Kill and Kelsey and, and, and Sammy Watkins, you know, hurt. But then you throw in Nicole Harmon. Way to go, baby. Way to go for you, young man. And, and Robinson and a Pringle. Nobody has that. Then you got our two running backs and a few other tight ends. Nobody has an arsenal of attack that, that the Kansas City Chiefs have. And here you go, fans. We got another way of winning today. Patrick Mahomes, five TDs airing it out. And we just tore up the Jets. And what about, last but not least, what about old Dirty Dan, the hitman, Sorensen, just a turnover-create machine. And as always, let's go, Chiefs. Choo-choo! 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 Great call. Opens up a phone line for you, 913-576-7610. Always glad hearing from Big T and Shawnee and Dan and KCK, of course, as well. Byron Pringle, to me, give the man a hard head. This guy, this guy's like on the all-workforce team, man. This guy just shows up and plays. Those catches he made in Buffalo, the 102-yard return in Denver last week. He had three for 22 today. And then he almost got that one, the punt by Tommy Townsend. That he, he had his foot on the line. But Antonio Hamilton ran into him. Like, he's trying to avoid Antonio Hamilton hitting him, and he still touches the ball. 
and taps it in. And Armani Watts got it, but, of course, his foot was on the line. But that's just max effort, man. Whether this guy's a receiver, whether he's returning kicks, whether he's on special teams like that, like Byron Pringle is there. Like, that guy busts his ass, like, every single game. That That's uh, definitely one of my hard-hat guys for the Kansas City Chiefs. Back to Sterling. Or Chester. Let's go to Chester in Kansas City. What's up, Chester? Yes, sir. Uh, the degrees of difficulty in being consistent at being consistent. Seven and one, finding different ways to win, doing things that's expected of you, keep the losing team losing, team losing but having a schedule that says, well, they, these games coming up, we're expected to win. How do you keep consistent at being consistent? There has to be fire in the fan, flaming the fire, but the fan is not consumed, even if the fire gets up there in degrees. This is amazing. In the next phase, how do we find ways to win being consistent at being consistent? Look at the way they spread the ball around, giving it to each one. Look at Dan Clutch. You know, I like clutching cars, but when it's in players, impact players, making impact plays, 95 and 55, keeping the chemistry and character going. That's what confidence, communication, culture, it all develops in being consistent, and the crowd still fits. Can't knock me from the ledge because the crowd still fits. This is beautiful. This is amazing. This is like, this is bigger than all of us. You know, being consistent at being consistent. God bless you. There you go, Chester. Always good to hear from you. Pumps you up a little bit. The agitation. What's he say? What's he called? The washing machine? The agitation? The winning machine? Wow. I love it. I love how the teams are on a roll, man. You guys are in a good move, but. You guys know what I'm talking about. Because you heard about it at work. It doesn't matter where you were. But you heard people come and say, hey, you worried about this offense at all? You know, because you're thinking of the Buffalo game. They didn't light it up to the air. Are you worried about this? Are they getting to Patrick Mahomes too much? Are they taking him away from what he does best? And I get it. It was the Jets. But it's not the worst defense in the league. 23rd in the, de- in the league. Not the worst. Their passing defense, 24th. Run defense was 20th. So the Jets are the worst team in the NFL on offense, but not defensively. I mean, they're not great. They're bottom third of the NFL, but they're not the worst, and I get it. Injuries have happened to them, but hell, every team's injured. But the bottom line is, Greg Williams, local guy from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, defensive coordinator for the Jets, they looked at it, they wanted to stop Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. That's what other teams have done. The Jets said, eh. We'll let Patrick throw it. Let's stop the running game. Let's not let Le'Veon Bell score a couple touchdowns and mean muggish on national TV. You know what? Slow down the run game. And they did. They did a great job on Clyde. Chiefs couldn't run the football very well today. And nor did they really try, to be honest with you. Chiefs only ran the ball for 20 yards for 50, 50 yards. You know, that's not good. Chiefs didn't run the ball that well. Darrell Williams came in, ran nicely, three carries, 19 yards. But... Didn't matter. It was the arm of Patrick Mahomes who was spreading the football out. Is again, I mentioned early in the game, they had five different receivers catch catch uh, catch passes. Ten different receivers caught passes in the game. The Chiefs now have five 90-yard drives this season. It's just methodically getting the ball around. And I'll tell you this much, too. Patrick Mahomes made a throw today. It was on third down. It was the play before where they went forward on fourth down with the run. Probably would have bootlegged Mahomes out 
and given the option of run pass. But regardless, they decided to run the ball to Bell. Looked like it was going to be open, and Jets came through and cut it. I'll give the Jets credit because Keenan Williams is everywhere. But there was a throw Mahomes made where he was in the pocket. He had pressure coming from the right as you're watching your TV. He spins around, runs toward the sideline, body contorted, throws the football, throws the football to the right, and it was a completely one of these passes. It's not a no look. It's not one of those, but it's one of one of his crazier passes. Just to be able to, to be moving one way and throw the opposite way, amazing throw from Patrick Mahomes. Now they didn't end up picking the first picking up the first down, but regardless, it was an absolutely crazy play. Well, time to check in now with the NFL uh, updates desk. Let's go here right now and talk to Dusty Likens about today's action. What's up, Dust man? What's up, Dink? What are you doing, man? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. We saw the debut of Tua. Not very good stats, but he gets to win. We yeah, saw the fine. we saw the Packers choke on themselves, and eh, just another day in the NFL with the Ravens needing to beat Pittsburgh, my friend. Can I pull a Jay Binkley? Yes, real quick. Okay, Friday on the drive, my upset was Cincinnati over Tennessee. Boom, baby. Were you concerned at all about the injuries they had? They had both tackles out of this yeah. game. They had the center out of this game, and Joe Mixon didn't play, but it was the Burrow show. Yeah, man, you have to go back and check it out. I uh, I said he's missing his tackles. He's a rookie quarterback. No Joe Mixon. I just think it's going to be the Joe Burrow show. I kid you not. Fourth hour. Um, anyway, so we'll get to Pat Mahomes real quick because there's a real interesting stat that we all should have seen coming, and of course... We didn't because Patrick Mahomes, I'm sorry, folks, did it again. Uh, speaking of people that did it again, DK Metcalf has did it again. Oh, by the way, Binkley, it's only halftime, and DK Metcalf's put up 28.2 points. He's got six for 102 and two tugs in that game. Mm. Uh, Big Bob Woods for the Rams, he tore it up today, seven for 85, two total touchdowns. Um, but again, that was the two-a-day. Chris or Corey Davis today for Tennessee in that upset. Um not good for the Tennessee Titans, but he did have a productive game. Uh, moving on down, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, both big, big games. McCole Hardman, also a big game today. Um, Justin Herbert, for those that own him, that are starting to put him in their starting lineups. Herbert's doing good today. It's only halftime, obviously, um, but he's got 216 for three already in the third quarter. They're in the red zone right now, so he's also got an interception, but he's put up 19.6. Um, and then if you look at Zach Moss for Buffalo, he showed out today. Like, I didn't think that Devin Singletary would have this bad of a year, but it hasn't been good. But we get to the man of the hour, Jay Binkley. Patrick Mahomes, the best day for a quarterback thus far. 416, five touchdowns for a total of 36.64 in most PPR leagues. Here's the catch. After the game, he tweets, hi, emoji twice, to ESPN Fantasy. <laughs> Meaning... There was a couple of people in the fantasy world at ESPN that said, maybe it's not the week to start Patrick Mahomes, or maybe Patrick mm. Mahomes' numbers are sliding. Maybe they didn't say the week to start him, but they were warning people that he'd be out by the mid-third quarter. Mm. But there were people saying on that show, I will not mention them at all, because that's just not, that's not polite, but they said that this was a year in which Patrick Mahomes' numbers were dipping. Again, we talk about this all the time. If you challenge Patrick Mahomes, he will bite you in the face squarely on the nose. Today, 416, five touchdowns, and then a nice little tweet to the people at ESPN Fantasy. Dustman, we will talk to you 
soon, my friend. Keep us up to date on these afternoon games, and especially that Broncos Broncos Chargers game. You know, AFC West showdown. Hey, man, I'm trying to tell you. You know, you you look at that game. It's a battle of who's the next quarterback that's going to take the throne behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's like the it's the number two. So you got my boy Drew against uh, against Herbert, and right now Herbert's. Uh, taking the challenges they're up 21 to 3 in the red zone they just settled for uh, a touchdown again so it's uh chargers leading the way against the broncos and it's the uh it's the seattle seahawks leading the way against san francisco because nobody can stop dk metcalf awesome awesome dust man we'll talk to you soon thank you very very much my friend easy binkley there you go patrick mahomes also 18 consecutive games now uh with the touchdown get this he's got 18 career three touchdown games 21 games down with 300 yards um, 10th game with four touchdowns since 2018. Most in NFL in a four-game span, uh, or in a four-year span, four ahead of second place. I mean, what he's doing is unbelievable. The NFL record with games with three-plus touchdown passes in the players' first four seasons. Keep in mind, Mahomes' first season was one game. Dan Marino, 27 games, did it. Kurt Warner did it in 21. Patrick Mahomes has done it in 18 games. Three touchdown passes, meaning... He can still get the record for that. Before we go to break, let's go to you, Double J and KC. What's up, Double J? Hey, not much. How you doing? Hey, uh, what a game today. Uh, Got to tip your hat off to uh, our offense. Uh, they just they look great today. They look like the offensive forward. And our defense did phenomenal as well. I mean, they, they played lights out, too, and made some big plays. Dirty Dan, man, I'm – He's the last few weeks. He's stepping up, uh, and McCall Hallman. I mean, he had a big game today, and uh, just a great win for the Chiefs. That's what you do to bad teams. Hey, bring on the Panthers next week. And uh, I just want to apologize to Chiefs Kingdom too. Uh, it was my fault that we lost to the Raiders. I have a Chiefs Super Bowl flag on my car. The only time I've taken it off was the Raiders game, and that's the only game we lost. So it's back <laughs> flying on my car. Let's go. I'm never going to do that again. Go Chiefs. There you go. Good job, Double J. It's superstitions, man. you got to stick with what works. T-shirts, wear your same shirt, wear the same hat. You know how it goes. Just keep the thing going. By the way, Travis Kelsey, uh, 100-yard games. He had 108 yards today. Unbelievable. He's got uh, 21 so far for the Chiefs, just 10 behind Tony Gonzalez. But we saw everything today. The to- Tommy Townsend, nice little throw. On the fake punt as well, but uh, just the Chiefs just keep racking up records. It's unbelievable what this team continually does week in and week out. And no, the ESPN fantasy is worried about Patrick Mahomes like against Pauline Murley, whatever. Didn't matter. He was going to put up the numbers before they did. The Jets play defense different. You know, they gave a lot of zone. Chiefs playing better against the zone, to be honest with you. And you know what? You're going to do that. Pat Mahomes is going to destroy you. And Pat Mahomes did today because they wanted to stop the run. Unlike what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, people wanting to stop Mahomes. Different philosophy from the Jets, but again, this team is destined for 0 and 16. We'll take a timeout now. When we come back, we'll have the uh, play of the game brought to you by Mazarese. Don't forget, listen to the play of the game because you can call in the Fesco in the morning, 9:30. Name a player involved. Get a $25 gift card to Toppers with a chance at a man- monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. We'll do that. Head inside that locker room. And talk to our guy, Josh Klingler. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A remarkable acrobatic scramble. And the kick is good. He got it. The 
Yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever. Marios is back to take this punt for the Jets. It's a fake punt. Tommy Townsend throws it near side to Byron Pringle. It's a first down at the 36-yard line. Tommy Townsend threw a dart. Is that number five or 15? <laughs> Did Mahomes just put on Townsend's jersey? Because that thing was a rocket to the near side. And one of the reasons the Chiefs were interested in Tommy Townsend was his athletic ability. That was a heck of a throw and a fake punt for a Chiefs first down and a gain of 13 yards. How often, honestly, is a punter going to get the play of the game? Just not going to. Just not going to happen. You know, I know there's a many to choose from, but I like the way Patrick talked about it after the game. You know, he talked about just the momentum they had. And the Chiefs had been moving the football with alacrity. They scored 7 nothing in the beginning. They were moving the football. It was stalling out a little bit on the second drive. Here comes Tommy Townsend, fourth and four, delivered a 13-yard pass. A strike. I mean, he it wasn't just a, just a lollipop where he throws in the air. No, it was a strike, a dart. A little bit high, but it's still a dart to Byron Pringle. Once again, Byron Pringle, as I mentioned, one of the guys that's just doing everything for this team right now. And then, of course, play right after that. Patrick Mahomes, 36 yards to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. But that is our play of the game. Maybe to call in the Fesco in the morning at 930. Mention a player involved in the player of the game for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese. Well, one of the guys that saw that play up close and personal, the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs and the co-host of Fesco in the Morning and the Chiefs sideline reporter, Josh Klingler. What's up, Kling? You know my fondness for one Dustin Colquitt. I have often called him the GOAT in terms of Chiefs punting. But we all know Dustin's arm wasn't quite as good, and he was not very good at throwing the football. That was much better, was it not? <laughs> oh, man, Tommy, I mean, he actually looked like – I mean, yeah, he's like, he doesn't throw the ball very. He doesn't throw the ball at all. I mean, he's a punter, but a lot of times I've seen punters throw the ball and it's kind of hanging in the air, and you're like, okay, you did fair catch this one or not. But Tommy, with all the confidence in the world, just dart. And Byron Pringle caught the football. This guy's been doing everything with his team. He had his foot on the goal line and would have got the Tommy Townsend punt downed about the two yard line. But what a, what an incredible play! And I felt like Kling that was kind of a momentum boost. Keep the train rolling. They'd scored seven. Like, keep the ball rolling in the Townsend play there. I think it helped get the Chiefs to 14-3, to and the rest was history. Yeah, I mean, momentum, and then you have the Jets probably thinking what a lot of us were thinking, right? You have to run a fake punt against the Jets? Like, wow. Uh, but it showed the Jets that we're playing for keeps here, and we're going to keep the throttle down here. And I thought that was a big momentum spot where they, got a, they thought they had a stop. Um, they were going to have a chance to get the ball back, and then the Chiefs showed them that, they're going to play this thing to, to continue to, you know, have the throttle down. So I thought that was a pretty cool spot. And then, you know, futuristically, it gives uh, special teams coaches one more thing to kind of work on. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs might not run that play again, but it'll give you the fear that they may have some other fourth down uh, fake option in their arsenal somewhere. So it gets extra prep time for other teams, which I, I love wasting people's time. And the one thing about it, too, is it shows the preparation of Dave Tobe. You know, he saw something, you know, from the Jets watching film and everything else. And they thought they could they thought they could get it. They thought they could get the job done. And I'll be honest with you, Kling, it, it's that kind of preparation from we're seeing, making the adjustments. Like the defense, the Jets moved the ball a little bit in the first half. But the second half, they couldn't move the ball. Two first yeah, downs. Yeah, the was defensive it. adjustment today was fantastic. Oh, my God. The, they, the, yeah. 
they took everything away that was going going their direction in in the first half and absolutely shut it down. Yeah, you know those guys probably weren't wanted to pitch a shutout, uh, but they did pitch a, a touchdown shutout. You know, and kept that team. Um, still under its uh, pretty paltry scoring average already, but um, this defense, since the uh, the Raider game, has tightened up. They've you know haven't allowed a lot of a lot of scoring, a lot of touchdowns uh, in that span, and so uh, that, that was a heck of a, an adjustment uh, in the in the second half by this team. Because yeah, there was a lot of uh, jet momentum offensively in the first half, and they were probably thinking, well, if we turned a, a three here into a score, this is a very different ball game. But the Chiefs defense. Had uh, had nothing to do with that in the second half. I thought they they did a fantastic job. Credit you know Spags and company. There's not a lot of time to make those adjustments <laughs> at halftime uh, per se, but it looked like they they made just a couple tweaks that, that made all the difference. And, and to be honest with you, you know they came in that game as the only team in the NFL to have six games with the team with uh, 21 or less points. Add this to number seven for this Chiefs defense. They've been on a incredible roll, except for the Raiders game. That's the the anomaly, but what they showed. All right, slip it over to the offensive side, Kling. I took calls on the post game, and I took calls at night. What's wrong with Mahomes? He's not lighting them up. And I say, it's the way defenses are playing these Chiefs. They're not getting, giving him that, and they're opening it up for the running game. The Chiefs are taking advantage of that. Well, the Jets today played a little zone, and they came out to stop the run. So, okay, you're going to stop the run. We'll uncork Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Um. I, I've often fallen in the camp. You probably have two where you're like, uh, here's how we would scheme against the Chiefs. Um, that's not the scheme that I would run to no. defend the Chiefs. Like, um, I'm going to take the runaway and make Patrick Mahomes beat me. Um, that seems like a terrible idea. Um, but they, they took what the defense gave them again. Uh, I know Andy Reid after the game mentioned that there were a lot of RPOs that ended up being being passes this go-round. But, um, you know, Mahomes is just – just surgical today in dicing up that defense and yeah w- w- going into the game we all thought it might be a a running type day where you're able to kind of put a team away and showcase some Le'Veon Bell and give him some payback and um you know I guess I did not hear uh Greg Williams post game the defensive coordinator for the Jets but if he said you know came out and said hey it was our goal to stop the run and we did today well, I guess they accomplished one goal, but I I would still much rather not be uh, beaten on the arm or by the arm of uh, Patrick Mahomes, who was who was fantastic today. They stayed patient as well. Tyreek Hill mentioned that during the week that you know we're going to stay patient. We all want to have that that deep ball and that big play, but we know what the defenses are giving us right now. If they start focusing on the run, the big plays will come. And what happened today? Um, they focused on the run game, and those big plays opened up again down the field. I guess I'm really still amazed, Kling, by just the amount of weapons Patrick will use. The 10 receivers getting catches today. The fact that they're for a while when the Chiefs were on a roll. Fifth 90-yard touchdown run. But they're spreading it out. And it's really difficult for defense to say, all right, let's take let's take out Tyreek Hill. You know, let's take him. Then all of a sudden, Demarcus Robinson will have a big play or Byron Pringle will have a big play. You can't concentrate it when he spreads the ball. And we're not even – we don't even have Sammy Watkins playing for this Chiefs team. I mean, it's unbelievable the way that Patrick will spread the ball around. Again, four different receivers uh, part of the five t- touchdowns today. Well, one, yes, it's it's a defensive coordinator's nightmare. But two, it keeps everybody engaged. Like, this is why you don't see any Chiefs player saying, I want the ball, me, 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 me. You're going to get fed at some point in time. And the way this offense sets up – um, he's going to move that. I mean, the, the first two drives, I mean, darn near everybody touched the ball that, that played. So, 
Um, he keeps everybody involved. This offense keeps everybody involved and everybody engaged and everybody on their toes. And they, they know if a play is coming their way, they're going to have a shot to, uh, to, uh, to score or to get big yards or what have you. And uh, I think that keeps everybody engaged as well, knowing that everybody's going to get a chance to eat at some point in time. And then, yeah, back to the, the defensive coordinator side of things, it's a nightmare. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Um, there are just so many options for this team. And as you mentioned, no, not even Sammy Watkins yet, and we still haven't probably even scratched the surface of what you're going to get from, from Le'Veon Bell. Saw a few more glimpses, a few more wrinkles of what he can give you as well today, especially in the passing game. But, um, yeah, this is – and. And I, I don't know what you're going to try to do to stop the Chiefs. They'll just find different ways to beat you and to beat you soundly as well doing it, right? It's it's barely um, a game in which, well, they found a different way to win, and it was really close. We've had, like, one of those. And everything else has been, well, they found a different way to win, and they blew you out in the process. That's got to be maddening. <laughs> I agree. Kling, we'll talk to you tomorrow at, uh, well, we'll hear from you tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning uh, for the play of the game, but also you and Fesco get things ramped up talking about this Chiefs win at 5.58. Yep, should be fun. Thanks, Bank. There you go. Sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, Josh Klingler. Thank you very much, Kling, for that report. Oh, by the way, Andy Reid went back to the face shield today instead of the mask like last week. Not that it matters, but uh, eh, maybe you find it interesting. Silverstein Ice Center phone line, 913 913- Five seven six seven six ten. Let's go to Neil in Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Hey Jay. <laughs> Couldn't have been a better football weekend except for one thing: if the Ravens had just beaten the Steelers and they were all one, they had one loss, and it'd be a perfect football weekend. But I'm glad to see my Gators get back in action and kick butt yesterday. And uh, Tommy Townsend coming up huge today on that play it was awesome. Go Gators! Um, I tell you, I just, I just love seeing. I agree with you 100. percent I just love seeing guys like Byron Pringle and Demarcus step up. Weren't you worried about the offense? Like Weren't you worried about the offense, Neil? No, I was just, uh, I was just. No, I was never worried about the offense. Don't take that the wrong way, man. I was never worried about this offense. I was never worried about this team. I was just bummed out uh, about that one particular game. I thought they could have been, you know, a lot better than they were that day. That's all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still think, you know, hashtag running back is in full force, and we're going to get that one seed. Pittsburgh's going to go down at some point, no doubt about it, in my mind. And I just I agree with you 100%, like I said, about Byron Pringle and Dirty Dan. You need guys like that. You need guys like that to step up and play, you know, really dirty and just play sm- super smart and tough. And that's what makes championship teams when you get guys, secondary guys like that. Not, not I know Dirty Dan's a, a starter. But I just love watching that guy play. He's always his head is always in the game. He's just like one of those New England Patriot players throughout all their years of success. That always does their job, always in the right place at the right time, and coming up with big hits. Congratulations to him today for making that great hit in the fumble. Um, this team is just so fun to watch. All right, you know, I'm kind of losing you. They're fun to watch. It was the first couple drives. The push pass that Mahomes was doing. Other teams are trying this to no, no effect. They're copying off what the Chiefs are doing. It's just not working. But the spreading it around, the misdirection, the things the Chiefs do, it's got to drive defenses nuts. Definitely drive defensive coordinators nuts. All the creative way the Chiefs go and they play. But not only that, you think about what this team did. 23 points now in 22 consecutive games. It's the second longest in NFL history. 45, 44 of the last 45 games. They've scored 23 points or more. That is difficult to do in this league, especially when everybody's gunning for you. What's up, Batman? 
Man, it's the Batman from Lawrence, dude. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, I think it looked good. Uh, McCall Hartman came to life today, man. You got to see some of that speed. And then uh, I'm telling you, the honey badge is on. He's like on the warpath or something, man. Him and Chris Jones, uh, defense is really hungry. The, the thing we got to look forward to is the 29th, uh, that date with Tommy. Let's see what's up with that, and maybe we could have him for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You know what, though? I mean, watching the Honey Badger, his energy, I think, is infectious for the defense, to be honest with you. When he comes out there against a team like the Jets, you know, Jets are 0-8 now. There's, you know, the team, eh, you're playing them. It's not a real big rival. You're not a great team. But just his attitude, just flying around, he'd pound the ground when he'd miss an interception or like to be in there and making plays and batting balls down, had a penalty once, but it didn't matter. But his energy, to me, is very contagious for the defense. You're right, Bink. You know, he, he he sets up the whole D. He's, uh, yeah, that reminds me of the way Deron Cherry used to run the, the field, except the Honey Badger will hit you. Yeah, Deron did too, but I'm, I'm just saying, uh, Honey Badger's really a good athlete. I love to see him run uh, with the ball with the interceptions. But uh, let, let's see what's up with Tommy. The Carolina game should have no problem. Like I said, we're going to go into the holiday uh, just all wound up. I think we're going to take it again, brother. So let's go drink the gravy, Bink. That's right. That's right. You know what? Feel good about it. It's the easiest remaining schedule, uh, winning percentage-wise, in the NFL. The Steelers, by the way, when you, when you see that L, it's brought up by Neil. They're at the Cowboys next week, then against the Bengals. Maybe you hope for some Joe Burrow magic like he had today against the Titans at the Jaguars. Ravens at home, all right? Got the shot. The Ravens is close game. Ravens ran for 265 yards on that Steelers defense. I mean, they, they had effectiveness running the football. Then they play Washington at the Bills, at the Bengals, Colts, and then the Browns. So that's the Steelers' remaining schedule. And again, you got to start wanting them to take L's because you want that uh, that bye. And it's been an amazing percentage of teams that make the Super Bowl having the bye. Nearly, nearly half the time since 2006. It's an unbelievable ratio to make the Super Bowl when you get that bye. Very important. But time to head inside that locker room. And here from the Kansas City Chiefs, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Well, we talked about the Honey Badger. Here's the Honey Badger after the game. Hey, Tyron, congrats on the win. Uh, what can you say about this two-game stretch that Dan Sorensen has had? First, the uh, interception last week, and and then now the big fumble, and, and just how far he's come since you've been here. I, I, I tried to tell people last, last year, you know, um, the guy's just so committed, man. Each and every day he's finding a way to, you know, take the coaching and apply it. You know, not everybody can do that and then play at a play at a fast level. Um, you know, he's communicating at a high level. He's making big time plays for us, um, game changing plays, momentum, you know, swinging plays. And uh, we expect that from him. You know, he puts in a lot of work throughout the weekend. Uh, I know I believe in him. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Tyron, I wanted to ask you about the idea of watching Patrick now in year two as a teammate. He's halfway through the season. He's only had one turnover. Just what impresses you most watching Patrick? <laughs> That's funny because I was talking to uh, I was talking to C. Ward before the game. And you know how they show the stats on a, on a jumbotron. And I was like, one interception. Like, I wouldn't want to play against that guy. You know, that guy doesn't turn the ball over. He takes care of the football. Um, you know, he knows how to play the quarterback position. You know, he knows how to make everybody – you know, seem like they're involved in the game plan. And, um, you know, I'm glad I'm glad he's on my team. 
next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron. Uh, you're always animated on the field during games, but it felt like you were a little more amped up maybe than normal today. Did you feel like the guy, did I read that wrong? Or did you feel like maybe the guys needed a little juice going into this particular game today? Well, you know, it's November, you know, it's December football, you know, January football. Um, you know, I think at this point in the season, we are who we are, you know, as a team. And, you know, so it's all about playing with swagger. It's all about playing with emotions, controlled emotion. Um, you know, and just going out there playing hard as you can for your brothers. But um, November, December football, I mean, that that's the only way you punch a ticket, you know, to play in the postseason. So we got to play our best. You know, we got to feel our best. Um, we got to bring everybody to that level. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Taryn. Um, you're always talking about how this defense needs to finish. You really emphasize that. You guys allowed, like, two first downs in the second half, even though you had a big lead, kept bringing that intensity. How proud were you of your group today for doing that? Oh, yeah. I think all of us were committed. All, all of us were focused throughout the whole game, throughout the course of the game. I think Coach Spags do a great job, too, of just staying on top of us, reminding us, you know, even after big plays, um, you know, to this game isn't over. You know, we got a whole nother half to play. It's, it's a lot of football left. So I thought our guys took it seriously um, the, the whole way through. Um, and that's what you want. You never want to stoop down to the level of any opponent um, if you feel like you're a better team. So, uh, I'm proud of my guys, um, but it's a lot we could clean up, you know, from that first half. Go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Um, hey, Tyron. Um, my question is a little bit along those lines. I mean, uh, the coaches have talked a lot this year about complacency. Uh, I know you're basically like an extension of them um, to the players. I'm just wondering what your messaging is along those lines, and, and specifically, how, how did you guys get better today, um, you know, considering the opponent? Well, you know, I, like I told the team, you know, it's all about us. It's all about our standard. It's about the way we live, the way we practice, you know, what we're capable of doing. Um, so obviously you you put a lot of emphasis into the teams you're playing, but at the end of the day, it's all about us, you know, whether we are going to show up with the right kind of attitude. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's been the message as of late, you know, just showing up with the right kind of attitude, you know, uh, because we do put in some great work throughout the week, just believing in that process. And like I said, showing up with, a, with an attitude. Got time for two more guys with Harold and then Mitchell. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Tyron, first things first, Jack, our janitor, says congratulations on the win. <laughs> second off, uh, the takeaways. You finally got the takeaway in the second half, kind of leading into what others have talked about, the momentum going forward in the second half. Uh, just all what it meant to get that takeaway, to see uh, Sorensen get that, and just trying to keep that momentum going forward now as you go to the second half of the season. How do you kind of take something that you get from this game, that second half play, going forward? Well, you know, Coach Spags, you know, showed a clip last night of Kobe Bryant. And, you know, obviously Kobe Bryant is a well-accomplished player. and But all Kobe Bryant talked about was getting better, you know, at something. You know, so I think that's really the mindset for us as a defense um, is to really pick apart the film, you know, find what it is we can get better at, um, and then continue to move forward. Um, you know, you mentioned Dan. You know, he's been stepping up big for us, playing some big-time football. Um, and, you know, we expect that. And we expect Dan to, you know, up the level of everybody around him as well. So I feel like he's one of those guys. We'll go last to Mitchell Summers. Go ahead, Mitchell. Hey, Tyron. I'm sure you saw that after that last touchdown throw that Pat Mahomes carried off Tyreek Hill. So kind of speaking larger, what does it mean to see the way the team loves being around each other and celebrating? I mean, you know, you don't always have that in the NFL. You know, a lot of guys come to work and go their separate ways. Um, 
I feel like this is a different locker room. You know, I feel like we're really bonded. Um, we really enjoy each other's company. Um, and we love to compete with each other and against each other. You know, we always try to find ways to make each other better. But at the end of the day, it's all about the team. It's all about embracing each other, um, you know, committing to those relationships and, you know, hoping that those kind of things pay off on the field. And um, so I think anytime you have our quarterback, you know, who's kind of leading the charge, you know, embracing everybody around him, um, it makes it easy for everybody else to kind of follow that suit. There's the honey badger kind of quarterbacks, that defense. How important is the buy? Well, since the uh, playoff format was expanded back in 1990, it's been expanded again here in 2020. 58 different teams have reached the Super Bowl. Of those teams, 46 had a first-round bye. As a matter of fact, every team in the AFC and the NFC has had a bye for the last six seasons to get to the Super Bowl. That's why it's important for Pittsburgh Steelers to start taking those L's. We've got to pay attention uh, to that. Let's head back to the NFL desk and hear from our man, Dusty Likens. Dusty, good evening. What's up, Mr. Binkley? Football time, brother. Mr. Binkley. Football time, okay. Well, DK Metcalf is still cooking. He's got eight for 118 and two touchdowns mm. now. That in my league, which is a standard full-point PPR, is around, oh, 31.8 points. There's still five minutes and 51 seconds left in that game between the Niners and the Seahawks. It's 27-7. to seven. Seahawks um, just scoring a touchdown, so that game is pretty much all but over. Uh, we get to straight Chiefs action today. Patrick Mahomes balls out 36.6 point, or 36.64 points, and most ESPN one point full point uh, PPR absolutely crushed it. 416, five touchdowns. Uh, Alvin Kamara, or I'm sorry, uh, Tyreek Hill, another big game, two touchdowns. I think I saw some stat that you and I both saw, I believe. He's now the he's got the record for most uh, forty plus yard touchdowns, twenty three, tied with Randy Moss in NFL history. So crazy to think, yeah, twenty six. The other thing is Travis Kelsey also a huge game on pace to have another big year. Here's the deal that I can tell many people about fantasy football. Sometimes experts will tell you that guys are trending downward. These are the types of guys that you just never sit, never listen to people when they say. Eh, Maybe this is the week you start somebody else besides Patrick Mahomes. Because then when that happens, this happens. He throws for five touchdowns and 400 yards. Another guy that finally came back, obviously a different team. Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings, I think in most leagues, had almost 50 points today. Absolutely just crushed the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, even though he had that little bubble uh, that got burst against Tampa Bay today, he was still okay. He had 20, 291 yards, three touchdowns. At one point, I believe he and Kirk Cousins hadn't missed a pass. Uh, that game ended up being a shootout, and the Minnesota Vikings would go on to win. Philip Lindsay in this game that we're uh, watching here late just had a 50-yard touchdown run. So those of you that played him against the Chargers defense, you just got a huge boost there of about 11 or 12 points. Um, Giovanni Bernard, big game today, stepping in for Joe Mixon. For those of you that are driving around and haven't checked your fantasy squad, Giovanni Bernard, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Demonte Adams is still a freak of nature. Seven receptions, 53 yards, and three touchdowns. A big day um, all around for basically receivers everywhere. Russell Wilson continuing his MVP pace. He now has 192 on the night and four touchdowns. And Justin Herbert, Jay Binkley, the uh, number two guy in the AFC West moving forward behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. 224, three touchdowns, and an interception. Denver and the Chargers are uh, playing right now, and it's 24-10. to 10. Drew Brees, while we're at it, 
just threw a pick six. So now the Chicago Bears are leading 20 to 13 in uh, probably the worst game today, and we get it at uh, the 3 o'clock slate. So that's uh, that's where we're at, Jay Beakley. All right, we'll check in with you in a little bit, Dusty. Thank you very much for that. We'll check back in the NFL desk with Dusty Likens as we move forward. Yeah, Drew Brees throws a pick six, and the Bears up 20 to 13 at this point. There was just so many things today in the National Football League that were bizarre, bizarre scores, and it shows you any given Sunday, things can happen. The Titans got rolled by the Bengals by 11 points. Joe Burrow in the Bengals have been close in games. They, they have pushed teams to the wire, but they just can't get that, you know, the winning out of the way. But down Joe Mixon, down your left tackle, down your right tackle, down your center, they surprised the Titans 31 to 20. And the Titans gave the Steelers all that they wanted. And you start to think about teams in the AFC, who's the better team, the Steelers, the Titans, the Ravens, where do they all belong? Well, right now it's Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and then it appears as a second ledge that has the Ravens and Titans on that. Surprised the uh, Raiders went to the Browns today and won 16-6, speaking of AFC West teams, as the Raiders now move to 4-3, 10 fourth-quarter points for the Raiders in that one. As Dusty talked about there, the uh, Chargers and the Broncos. The Chargers now up 24-10 in the third quarter. An interesting game because it, it pairs up Drew Locke. And it pairs up Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert's starting to pull away a little bit when you're thinking, all right, who's the next best quarterback in this division? Obviously, Justin Herbert probably gets the nod from quite a bit of people. It's his, it's his size. But Drew Locke's a big quarterback, got the, got the arm. And But I don't like Vic Fangio as his head coach. I'm not giving up on the Drew Locke thing yet. Pat Shermer has changed things for him. He's on his fourth offensive coordinator in the last four years. But who is the biggest challenger? Who's going to be that rival? Is Justin Herbert going to be that guy? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Derek Carr. I, that that ship has sailed. Is Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes going to be the kings in the AFC West going forward? We'll find out. We need to take a break. We come back. I'm going to hear from you. 913-576-7610. That's our phone number and our Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. 913-576-7610. We'll head back inside that locker room and we'll check in with the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. And welcome back. Big win once again for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are looking good last couple of weeks, scoring points. 43 last week, 35 today in a 35-9 victory over the Jets. That score doesn't surprise a lot of people because the New York Jets aren't a good football team, but the Chiefs look crisp, and it was great to see the defense play the way they did that second half. Joining us now, the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. His name is Pete Sweeney. Pete, Chiefs and Pat Mahomes start airing it out a little bit more. Yeah, we finally saw the Patrick Mahomes that we're used to seeing. It's been a long time since we've seen that dominant of a performance. It really felt like with the 416 yards and the five touchdowns, of course, two of them were the end around jet sweep. And of course the, the, uh, the underhand pass to Travis Kelsey, but five touchdowns nonetheless. And I, I think those stats will certainly get him back in the MVP conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, just thinking about that and thinking about his consistency you know, he should be in that conversation. And I get it. Russell Wilson, you know, going to be right there. Aaron Rodgers, I thought, took took a step back today, losing to the Vikings. 
Yeah, there there are certain, I think, qualifications to being in that mix. One of them is the statistics. Sometimes the, the stats are just too much for, for you to be involved. So I, I think today's performance will help. And then the second thing is team performance. The Chiefs have only had one slip up. If they take care of business next week, it'll be eight and one into the bye week. Andy Reid's usually pretty good after the bye week. Sorry about that, Kramer. So maybe you're looking at nine and one, and then all of a sudden I think Mahomes will be right there. Yeah, 18 and three, I believe, after the bye week is unbelievable with him. But uh, all right, well, let's look at the, the – we'll, we'll talk about the offense here in a second, Pete. Look at the defense. Um, I was talking about Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. He just brings this infectious energy. Like, even though you're playing a bad team that hasn't won this year, mm-hmm. he just keeps the fire going. And just watching the way he plays, he doesn't play like they're playing a team that has not won a game. He plays every game like he's playing a team that's right there with them in the standings, a team that they need to beat the bye. And I do believe that carries over. And this was a shutdown defense in the second half. The Jets aren't a good second-half team, as we know. Um, they only had four yards last week against the Bills, but – Five three and outs in that second half, and I thought the defense really set the tempo. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyron Matthew are these type of leaders for this team that even though it's not only this team that is full of scrubs and hasn't won a game this year, it's also after winning a Super Bowl. And so it's kind of doubled down in a sense of that complacency. And the Mahomes and, and Matthew, they just won't let these guys get complacent. You see that? That's something I asked Dan Sorensen this week about Matthew. And he really does lift everybody up. And he expects performances like we saw today. You had a young guy like Turk Wharton registering the first sack of his career. Chris Jones had three quarterback hits and was always making, I thought, Sam Darnold uncomfortable. And so... Another good performance by the defense. The Jets were moving the ball a little bit in the first half, but you got to be happy that they held them the field goals and then the blank them in the second. It was never a question once the second half started, and that was in part because of Mahomes and in part because of the defensive dominance. What did you think about Mahomes overall? I I was a little bit surprised the Jets kind of sold out to stop the run. I mean, that was clearly Greg Williams' focus. Patrick Mahomes mentions it after the game. They were trying to stop that. Maybe it's because they don't want to – uh, of all things this year, they don't want Le'Veon Bell running in their face. I don't know what it was, but a lot of zone coverage and a lot of trying to stop the run. And they, that means, okay, Patrick, it's your game now, and he delivered. Yeah, I really don't want to say that the Jets were thinking this, but it had that feel, right? Like it did. It, it's like Greg Williams and Adam Gaze turned to each other and said, if Le'Veon Bell beats us today – we're all going to be fired tomorrow. So we just like cannot have that happen. And so you're right. They they sold out to stop the run. And Patrick Mahomes had the option a lot of the time. And he was taking the pass. And we saw in other games previously this year where he was letting Clyde edwards Lair run before Bell had gotten here. And it just wasn't that type of game today. He was holding on to the football, throwing the ball downfield, working the intermediate level. It was good to see McCole Hardman there. Um, and, of course, Travis Kelsey remains the – the go-to guy I think he ended up having seven first downs including what would be a touchdown in this game and so Mahomes clicking on all cylinders and don't forget the offense is performing like this against the team of course the New York Jets but still Sammy Watkins should be back either next week or after the bye and it stands to get even better than this so good to see the Chiefs offense wake up in a sense yes it was the New York Jets but you can only play who's on the schedule right and so they were supposed to do this and they did it on Sunday well the top four receivers in the game Kelsey Hill Hardman and Robinson all of them 60 plus yards Robinson 63 Hardman 96 Tyree kill 98 Kelsey 109 
five touchdowns between that group, and it shows me he had ten different receivers catch catch passes, but that top four. Keep in mind, he almost had three receivers with 100 yards today, and the five touchdowns were by those four receivers. That's amazing to me the way he shares the ball and spreads it around and really gives you no option because you want to stop people. Oh, Byron Pringle that had three for 22, he would have gladly stepped up if you took out McCole Hardman. Well, I think that's the most interesting thing about this team, and that was my question. I'm sure you guys played the audio already to Andy Reid because – Reed is a guy that doesn't want to compare this team to previous teams, so I sort of asked him in a way about all these talented receivers and how easy it is to play design. And that's a credit to Mahomes for spreading the football around. I mean, that is Mahomes saying, I don't care. I'm going to throw to who's open. And good on the Chiefs receivers most time being able to catch the football. And you're seeing production from guys like Robinson. I think Pringle's taking advantage of most of his opportunities. And you're going to have games, and Le'Veon Bell maybe learned this the hard way, where you're not necessarily going to be productive but most days guess what you're gonna win and Andy Reid has managed that same thing with the front office to really load I think this this offense and I would stand to say I mean I haven't gone to the details of history but this has to be one of the better teams in Andy Reid's 21 year coaching history where any receiver that you pick any pass catcher from Kelsey to Hill to Hardman to Robinson now to Bell and Edwards E. Lair they can do damage, and it, it really feels like they're above average as far as a receiver in the National Football League, some more above average than others. And it's just a, such a talented offense. It's really difficult to choose which portion you're, portion you're going to try to take away. Like everyone always talks about, well, who, who's Bill Belichick going to take away? Other defensive coordinators have quite a problem on their hand because you can't really take away everybody. And with Mahomes distributing the football like this, it's really hard to stop. Talking to Pete Sweeney, uh, editor of – Editor-in-Chief, HeroHeadPride.com, and our Chiefs insider. And Pete, special teams, step it up. We, they've gone from 30th in DVOA on special teams down to 24th, but they, they consistently have been doing things. We had the 102-yard return by Pringle. Today we had the, the fake punt executed perfectly. That goes credit to Dave Tobe. Seeing something on film, seeing the way Jets uh, are covering punts, and the fact they did, they almost downed one at the two-yard line there uh, with Armani Watts, but Brian Pringle's uh, foot was on the line. But what do you think? I mean, that was a play. I was like going, go for it, and he'd go for it. But he did go for it. It was just Tommy Townsend throwing the football. Yeah, no doubt about it. I know you were doubting Uncle Dave last week, and I said it's okay. No, He's gonna that is not true, you were, Pete. You were doubting him, and I said it's no. all right. It's going to be fine. And what I really like about this special teams unit right now is you're getting contributions from a lot of different guys. I like that Armani Watts was able to step up today. You're right about the, the downing the – punt almost and he had the block which was i i thought really impressive i also like this little wrinkle in the sense that because of pringles 102 yard return last week it seems like he won that job it does take a little bit i think of the pressure off mccall hardman to have to play on every unit now he can focus i think as a punt returner he can focus as a receiver which he deserves to be and, and a focal point sometimes of this chief's offense depending on the game plan i think it's going to make hardman better and it allows pringle who deserves more opportunities to have the football in his hands to have the football in his hands the up-and-coming special teams unit for the chiefs and of course uh, Tommy Townsend, who has an arm as impressive as that main, his lock. He was had a messy bun heading into this game, and and man, what a what a game, and and what a throw by Townsend. He was a little juiced up. He almost overthrew it a yeah. little bit over over Pringle's well, you head. Get your shot to throw a football, you know. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it was right. it was great. Pete, I like to look at unsung guys and ask you because I want to know if arrowheadpride.com is going to cover this guy. They're going to talk about it on sports radio. You're going to see it on the news. My unsung guy this week is Byron Pringle because not only did he have three catches, 22 yards, but he's the one that almost had that down where he touched the goal where he touched the goal line on, on that punt by Townsend, but he is also the one that caught the pass from Tommy Townsend. He seems to be everywhere on the field. Very valuable player right now for the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's what I, I really like about what the Chiefs have built here because you have these secondary players on the Chiefs offense that you bring them anywhere else, I feel in a sense like they would be starters on another team or they would just have bigger roles on other teams. And that's a credit to Brett Veach. And when a guy like Sammy Watkins goes down, you know, if he's your number two wide receiver elsewhere, maybe you lose two or three games or something like that. And, or maybe you have to look at stretches and say, he's going to be out four games. Let's try to go two and two here because he's that key of a player, but the chiefs just have depth. You want an unsung hero for me, Jay? How about Daryl Williams, who of course only had the one, one reception, but just being ready and not getting down on yourself to the point of, well, I'm going to only get a limited number of opportunities now that Le'Veon Bell is here and I lost a number two running back position. No, the Chiefs had third and four. It was only a one-score game at the time, 14-6. And on third and four, Patrick Mahomes threw it to Darrell Williams and he ran for the first down. And so he kept that drive going. And I, I just think it's impressive in the sense that he's staying ready and he knows that Maybe it's not in Kansas City. We'll see how the Chiefs draft and such so-and-so next year if Bell is here or he isn't here. But he's putting tape out there for, for another a number of other teams, 31 other teams out there. There's plenty of jobs in the NFL. So uh, not getting down on himself and making that big third-down catch, Daryl Williams. Pete, you're on all those conference calls with Andy Reid. You can tell there's a certain little bit of confidence because Andy, the way he talks about Daryl Williams, oh, because he, he'll say that. He'll say, don't forget about Daryl Williams. Like He brings that up. And the comfortability on third down with Daryl Williams, like – Andy Reid legitimately trusts him because he does bring his name up quite a bit. I just don't think he wants him to be forgotten. Like, it, it just isn't common for a talent like Le'Veon Bell, who's three-time All-Pro, to suddenly be available still at the age of 28 where he has some juice left. It's not like Le'Veon Bell's in his 30s. No, he's still 28. He still has motivation to get another contract. And he's better than Darrell Williams, and, and he had to bring him in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Andy Reid dislikes Darrell Williams or doesn't think he can contribute. So I think he's going to be a, a nice change of pace RB3 guy that, that sees occasional snaps every once in a while here. And 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 good on, on Reid for involving him. And, again, good on Darrell to stay ready. Now his job gets a little bit more difficult because he's going to be coming into games cold. But even today on the third down, makes the catch, runs for seven yards, first down Chiefs. Pete, I know we talked about it this week on Arrowhead Pride Radio, but what's going to be the uh, distribution between Clyde and Le'Veon Bell? And I don't know if this game has an asterisk because it was the Jets, but they split 50-50. You had said 50-50, and we saw 50-50. Yeah, I, listen, Jay, I, I've told you many times, uh, trust in Pete. Uh, we were going into the draft, and you said Trubisky, Trubisky, Trubisky. I said Mahomes is the guy. And uh, now you're finally starting to listen to me. So I and each had three catches. <laughs> Six runs and three catches apiece. <laughs> we'll have been... to check the snap count. You know, check arrowheadpride.com. Yeah. We do a good job with the snap counts. It seemed like from a snap count uh, standpoint, I, I wasn't counting with, with my paper or anything like that, but it seemed like Clyde was in there a little bit more than, than Bell was. Um, should have been. But, yeah, they, they did end up splitting carries. Uh, by the way, last question for you, the Chargers and Broncos. What looked like there was a runaway from the Chargers. Now, seven-point game as Drew Locke hits Albert O, his former uh, compadre, 
at the University oh, of Missouri for a nine-yard touchdown. So uh, his dad makes good burgers. Jay. They do. They're the best. They're the best. Thanks for bringing that up, Pete. I appreciate that. Yeah. No. Um, I haven't I, tried Justin I, Herbert's dad's burgers, but uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine Justin Herbert's uh, dad's burgers are as good. You got to get Justin Herbert's dad on the show. Some good talented res- or quarterbacks, I should say, in the AFC West. So I'm proud about that. Uh, um, you got you got some competition, I think, developing there. I tend to like Herbert a little bit better now. He, he to me, is flashing a little bit more. Sure. But let's not give up completely on your boy, Drew Locke. I know that the Chiefs are over, so you probably got that orange uh, sweater on. But anyway, you said last question, so I did just want to tell you, smell you later. Cut it! Did you get that last part snipped there, Kramer? It, it snuck through again, Bink. Oh, you got to help me out more, bro. You're on my team here, not Pete's. I'm on my own team. Is Pete paying you? Is Pete getting you pizza? Uh, no. Is Pete your confidant or am I? Pete do virtual royals with you or did I? Well, Pete was there in spirit. Now, so you're uh, you're leaving me for Pete. Sounds like it. I don't like it. Well, it's heading inside that locker room. And here from more Kansas City Chiefs. As a matter of fact, let's hear from McCole Harden. Put together a really good game for the Chiefs, almost 100 yards receiving, and really separate themselves there. You know, we can concentrate, you know, and Byron Pringle take a lot of that stress away from them on special teams, but a much different thing. Head back in the locker room by uh, Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's McCole. Hey, Nicole, congrats on the win. I, I tend to think that you probably were waiting a long time this year for this type of game. What did it mean to you to have, perform that way against the Jets? Uh, I think I had a good game. Um, I still had two drops. I don't think it was – I could have had a better game, you know. And uh, that's the only thing I'm really thinking about. I think Pat did a good job today of, you know, throwing the ball around. Um, he had a good game as well. All the receivers, you know, I think I think we did everything well. I think it was a good team win today. And um, I can't just think about my performance. They packed through the ball in great, great spots, many catches. I just had to, you know, catch the ball and do, do what I had to do with it. But I think I'm satisfied with the performance. Go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nicole. Um, can you just walk us through your touchdown there on the first drive? Uh, yeah. Um, little flip pass. I don't know, man. I think it was just blocked up very well. I just had to. I really had. I had to score on that play. That's how. That's how I blocked up. How well they blocked it up, and uh, I think. Coach Reed did a good job of calling in the right situation, and um, I just had to get in his own. And shoot, I did, so that's all I can say about it. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Nicole, uh, were you expecting this week to be the one where the deep ball came back to the passing game? And, and Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up. Uh, I mean, I ain't think nothing. If I had a chance to get, you know, get a deep ball, definitely was going, you know, take advantage of it. But the way the game played today was kind of more of a nickel and dime game and an intermediate kind of game and take what they give you. And um, so that's what we did. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Nicole, speaking of taking what they give, uh, that, that in the first quarter, the fake punt, what was your, uh, from where you were standing, how big was that to set the tone for the game? Uh, I think it was big. I think we've been working on that for, you know, the last past week, two weeks on that play. And, um, you know, it's, it's good, you know, to have some, you know, some plays up your sleeve, especially on special teams. And that definitely give you a good momentum boost, you know, especially the offense coming off. And, you know, everything is a punt and you fake it and you get it. That's just a huge momentum, uh, momentum um, booster. So I'm glad we did that. And um, then we just, you know, feed off that and, and just keep playing off the energy that they, that they gave us. 
Got time for a couple more. We'll go Harold and then Steve. Go ahead, Harold. McCall on that blocked field goal. I was just wondering what was going on through your head. Do you try to, oh, I see all your expression already, but on that blocked field goal, were you trying to lateral it? Did you, what was going through your head there, man? Man, I just wanted to really, the, the ball died on me. I thought it was going to bounce better than it did. You know, the ball freaking died, man. And and I kind of caught it like, like the, the end of it, like my pinkies kind of. And then once I secured it, it felt like, you know, the whole world was around me. So I, I was like, I ain't sad, panic, but I just like, man, I'm just hold on to the ball, man. If I can score, score. And uh, I know I heard somebody say pitch it, but I think I was spinning. I don't know if I was spinning or what I was doing. I couldn't see nobody at all. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to the half, man, and never see another day, man. Adam, I believe you had a follow-up. I think I want to cut you off there. Go ahead, Adam. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that uh, block field goal recovery you made. Are you out there much on on field goal block, number one? And if not, why were you out there this time? Yeah, I'm out there. Uh, I'm on the right side. Yeah, I'll be on the right okay. side. All right, my bad. And we'll go last to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's up, McCall? Uh, Byron is, is been placed on kick return and what now seems to be his role. Uh, so you only have to worry about return and uh, punt return and receiver. How has narrowing your, your 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 role on this team helped you to flourish over these past couple weeks? Uh, I mean, you know, I guess it's just some, like you said, a little less to focus on. You really got to focus on it. But, you know, I can come back there anytime. I think uh, Tobe can any time just say go back there and, and return a kick. So I still got to be ready for that. I got to be in tune with the game plan, you know, on what we have on kickoff. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much into it, you know. And uh, but and it, it does, you know, take your focus off that a little bit. You can focus more on receiver or, or part return. But like I said, I can go back there anytime. And, uh, but. I think Pringle doing a great job. I think Pringle, you know, I think he deserves a shot to be back there anyway. And as you can see, he's running the he's running the ball pretty hard. And you know, he scored the first time he touched it. He could have had another one a day, you know. So um, I think I think he 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 fit to be back there. Big body man with some speed. I'm love it. I love it every time I see him catch the ball. I'm definitely standing up hoping he take it back to the trip. And there's McCole Hardman. Had a great day for the Kansas City Chiefs. And like he said, there he's able to concentrate. You know, basically on the the punt returns now with Byron Pringle kind of stepping up at the kick returns again. It's Byron Pringle effect again. McCole Hardman seven catches, ninety six yards, and a touchdown. Longest uh, reception there, thirty yards. I mean, and he got into the end zone. McCole Hardman, a very impressive game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, how did the Chiefs score? Let's hear now from the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtus. It's time for touchdown Kansas City. Faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near some Tyreek Hill, burning the Broncos, a 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Slant pattern, intercepted at the 40-35, coming to the near side, it's one Ford Hill, 10-5. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! Well, with about uh, four minutes gone in the first quarter, it was this. Mitch Holtis had the call. Get action. Here it comes near side. Hardman, 20, 15, 10, explodes. Five, touchdown, Kansas City. A ninth touchdown for McCall Hardman. And Hardman on the flip pass coming to the near side so fast the Jets couldn't see it coming. That's a flip pass that more and more teams are using because it's technically a pass. If they, for some reason the player doesn't catch it, it's a incomplete pass the Chiefs used that to perfection the Jets tried to use it it just didn't work as much but it shows you the creativity of Andy Reid utilizing that speed you know they'll score any which way and that was just another way hey you want to guard us deep 
You want to cover the receivers? We'll get you on this, and you won't be able to stop our speed. That put the Chiefs up seven to nothing. That was a seventy play or seven, excuse me, seven plays, ninety yard drive. Took three fifty two off the clock. Not only that, that's the Chiefs' fifth ninety yard touchdown drive of the season. That's unbelievable. The Jets would kick a field goal and make the score seven to three. But then, of course, the Chiefs could have punted to the Jets. They were moving the football, could have punted, and then this happened. Arios is back to take this punt for the Jets. It's a fake punt. Tommy Townsend throws it near side to Byron Pringle. It's a first down at the 36-yard line. Tommy Townsend threw a dart. Is that number five or 15? <laughs> Did Mahomes just put on Townsend's jersey? Because that thing was a rocket to the near side. And one of the reasons the Chiefs were interested in Tommy Townsend was his athletic ability. That was a heck of a throw and a fake punt for a Chiefs first down and a gain of 13 yards. The very next play, this happened. Snap on first and 10 of the Jet 36. Chiefs lead 7-3. Mahomes guns it long for the end zone. Wide open touchdown. Kansas City. It's a home run to Tyreek Hill on an outstanding route. And the fake punt sets up a 36-yard deep slant. And the Chiefs get two touchdowns on as many drives. 117 left of the first quarter. Tyreek Hill on 36-yard strike from Patrick Mahomes. His second touchdown of the game. Had a touchdown now in 18 straight games, but that was a seven-play, 73-yard drive, taking 322 off the clock, but it was set up by that Tommy Townsend fake punt. Patrick Mahomes talked about it afterwards. You keep the drive going, you keep that momentum going, you start feeling it, and there was no looking back at that point. I mean, the Chiefs are already up 7-3, to three, but... The fact that they're willing to do that fake punt. Tommy Townsend put that thing on a dart to Byron Pringle. Again, I mentioned the word Byron Pringle. The guy is everywhere for the Kansas City Chiefs. Then Patrick Mahomes comes right back. 36-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. His second receiver with a touchdown today. In the second quarter, the Jets would score two field goals by Sergio Castillo. It hit a 55-yarder and a 48-yarder, making the score 14-9. Then with 58 seconds left in the second quarter, this happened. Kansas City second down, goal to go. Sprinton actually shoveled it inside to Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. It was like a softball pitcher. Like a softball pitcher in the College World Series in Oklahoma City. That time Mahomes went underhand and scooped it to Kelsey for a shovel pass inside the right tackle for a touchdown. And all of the softball fans in the Chiefs kingdom rejoice as Mahomes plays fast pitch. He will do it any which way, Patrick Mahomes. The connection with Travis Kelsey is amazing. Again, Travis Kelsey with over 200 catches the last two years. He tied Greg Holson for the first tight end to have three straight 1,000-yard seasons. Last year became the only tight end to have four straight 1,000-yard seasons. This year, he will be the only tight end to have five straight 1,000-yard seasons. Go ahead and put the gold jacket on. Travis Kelsey in Canton, Ohio. But that was an unbelievable pass for Mahomes. He was going to the right, and again, across his body, the shovel pass. Other teams do this without success. Just sitting there watching Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. Other teams will do it, but it just doesn't work with the Chiefs because you have to sell it. Because if because they're worried about Patrick Mahomes. They're watching him. Patrick Mahomes is leaving the pocket, and he'll scramble. Again, more scramble yards since 2018 than any other quarterback. He will take it to the house. So they're worried about him. And if he's rolling to the right, boom, he throws an underhand to Travis Kelsey and a touchdown. That put the Chiefs up 21-9 to 
at that point. But they weren't done. Third quarter, 2.15 left. Guess who? Another receiver getting in the end zone. Holmes now 27 of 35 for 328 and three touchdowns. First and 10 of the Jet 20. Six-yard line. Mahomes with time. Sidearms it. Demarcus Robinson. Corner route. Caught. Touchdown. Kansas City. Demarcus Robinson. Shades of the Raider game a year ago. Burning the secondary on a deep corner route for a 26-yard touchdown pass. I mean, it's really unbelievable. McCole Hardman had caught a touchdown pass. Tyree Kill had. Travis Kelsey. Demarcus Robinson. That's four wide receivers that he utilized for touchdowns. Again, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdown passes this game. The New York Jets as a team, between Flacco and Sam Darnold, only four all season. Can you say Trevor Lawrence, University of Clemson? But it's unbelievable. The Florida Gators shining the day. It's been LSU Tigers shining a lot with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and the Honey Badger. But Tommy Townsend, the Gator. DeMarcus Robinson, the Gator. Good day for the Florida Gators. Well, a good night last night as they beat the Missouri Tigers. But the Chiefs weren't done. 10-58 in the fourth quarter. At that point, the Chiefs were up 28-9, soon to be 35-9. Here comes a middle blitz. Fade pattern near side. Tyreek Hill catches the ball at the five. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Jets blitz. Tyreek Hill goes long. He's got a touchdown, and Mahomes has five touchdown passes. Tyreek Hill took a shot, and hopefully he's okay. They're going to carry him off the field playing around here, but hopefully he's okay. Patrick Mahomes is carrying him off the field. Okay, that's enough of that. So, try to protect Mahomes' back. But on that back is five touchdowns, including two. Today to Tyreek Hill and Mahomes has been magnificent. <laughs> that's right. Got him a little slow. There's Patrick Mahomes carrying him on his back all the way over. Looked like he was hobbled up, but obviously he was fine at that point or appears to be fine according to to Patrick Mahomes. That's Touchdown Kansas City with Mitch Holtis. Brought to you by Olathe Ford Lincoln. Always like hearing the voice of Mitch. Let's hit you and KC before the break. What's going on, you? Hey, what's up, Bink? So this this game was amazing. Uh, you know we all love Patrick Mahomes. It's easy to say. But I'm out here. I said it like three years ago. I'm wondering uh, how long will it take? I'm not going to say how long will it take. When... Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek end up hopefully having breaking uh, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison's uh, touchdown pass to touchdown reception ratio between those two. I'm going to look forward to that. Also, Travis Kelsey with that fourth 1,000-yard season and everybody saying that he's not he's not gold jacket worthy. Come on now. Come on now. So, it's the best tight end in the NFL. Absolutely, absolutely, and indefinitely. And so I look forward to seeing these guys. We're watching history in the making. Um, we already know it's history so far, but we're ready. And, I, and the Steelers are looking good, but we're looking better in my opinion. So that's just me. Well, thanks, thanks a lot, you. I appreciate it. Travis Kelsey's 21st career 100-yard receiving game today. We come back. We'll check on those late-game scores with our man at the NFL Dust, Dusty Likens. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Chiefs win today, 35-9 over the New York Jets. Seventh game this season. They've kept the team 21 points and lower the defense dominating in the second half. Time to check in at the NFL desk with Dusty Likens, and man, 
The Chargers, they're playing like the Falcons. They will give up any lead. What's going on there, Dustman? Now, does anybody really care? I mean, the Chiefs covered the spread today. The the Mahomes Twitter trash talks back because ESPN Fantasy. Oh, yeah. uh, for those of you that don't know this and listen to the first segment, uh, Mahomes was told by many that he should probably be really looked at when starting in fantasy football, according to ESPN guys. Mahomes then tweets two hand waves and then tags at ESPN Fantasy. So <laughs> once again, someone pissed off Patrick Mahomes and then he took it out on somebody else. But yeah, they beat the Jets, the Chargers. Man, I don't know. I mean, Justin Herbert's got to get some more weapons around him. That's clearly obvious, but uh, still a young stud. And that's a, that's a game in which Drew Locke is, is trying to show the world that he's not uh, just an SEC fluke quarterback, Binkley. You know what's funny is all that talk of Justin Herbert and bang, here came Drew Locke storming right back here in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, when uh, when Locke can zone in like that, and this is something that Steven Stern and I talked about early on in the Force to Pot uh, Force to Put podcast. We talked about this quite often that Drew Locke does in fact have that explosiveness in him where he can get hot and he can get on a run, and that's what he's done in this. I mean, he's Got a nine-yard touchdown to, I don't know how to say that guy's last name, but we're calling him Albert. Um, he had a 40-yard pass to Deshaun Hamilton. And think about this, Binkley. He also had a 55-yard run from Philip Lindsay, by the way, if anybody sneakily put him in their lineup this week. But think about that. Like, he's doing this without Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant's not 100%. So when people talk trash on Drew Locke, let's bump the brakes a little bit. There is a battle for who is the second-best quarterback in the AFC West when it becomes Drew Locke and uh, Justin Herbert. But that game, 27-24, obviously there's a lot of time left. There's still a little over four minutes left. That's a lot of time for an AFC West matchup. Other guys that balled out today, obviously DK Metcalf-Binkley, 11 for 152, two touchdowns. In that game, he's playing the San Francisco 49ers. Big fantasy news, George Kittle uh, limped off the field injured. So keep your eyes on that, on updates, on people tweeting out about that. But George Kittle... Uh, limped off the field. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo exited the game. Nick Mullins, your guy, Jay Binkley, is in there. And Dalvin Cook absolutely went crazy today as well. Alvin Kamara is having a good game. For those of you that are waiting for Alvin Kamara to be just the number one running back in all of fantasy football. And some good news. I know the Chiefs play the Carolina Panthers next week. Christian McCaffrey will return next week to play football is the projected update. So, Christian McCaffrey, and as much as I think the Chiefs are the most complete Chiefs team they've been in my entire lifetime, Jay Binkley, they kind of have a little bit of a problem stopping the run. Other than that, it's good. Jay Binkley, Kramer won cost of the night last night when he was Gardner Minshew. He said he's got pictures of his jorts. So your two boys wear jorts and skinny jeans. Binkley will get you to our side eventually here soon. Thank you, Dusty. Check out Twitter. He has now tweeted his picture of him as Gardner Minshew for Halloween. Sexy, Binkley. I'll tell you what. Uh, can't beat it. All right, Dustman. We'll talk to you later, brother. The Jets with less than 100 yards a day, 93 yards rushing, but the Jets needed to throw the ball. And again, the Jets all season, four touchdowns passing. Mahomes, five touchdown passing today. Just shows you the situation teams are in. And, uh, you know, going back to that Drew Locke, Justin Herbert, you know, everybody's saying, well, Justin Herbert's the next deal. He might be. I think if Anthony Lynn... And the Chargers have the ball. 
They're winning 27 to 24. If they blow another lead, keep in mind a double digit lead on the Chiefs. You know, keep an eye on that job with the Chargers because that that would be an attractive job. Now, it'd be weird. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy would take a job within the division. I'd rather see him down in Atlanta, but keep an eye on that for sure. But Drew Locke uh, bringing the Denver Broncos back here, 329 left in the fourth. I'll keep you uh, apprised of that game and what's going on. But let's head back into that locker room, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the head coach, Andy Reid. Uh, don't have any injuries for you. So a good um, all-around win. I thought the every phase uh, did a nice job and uh, played well. There's a good focus amongst the team. Um, I thought our defense really did a great job on third downs, um, in particular in the red zone, and uh, held them to field goals, which ended up being big for us, and then really turned up the gas the second half. Um, and then uh, the offense was able to uh, move the ball well in the air. And um, uh, it's funny because we have this whole RPO thing going in some of those uh, runs where we end up being throws, but we'll, we'll just count them as yards. And, uh, and so yeah, I thought it was a, a nice job by Patrick. Um, again, he had complete command of everything going on, <clears throat> including the, the check at the end when they were in a blitz look and uh, hit Tyreek on a big, big touchdown. So just uh, you know, both sides of the ball, both lines, I thought uh, were did a nice job. I, I think that Jets defensive front is, is really a good front. Greg Williams, experienced defensive coordinator that gives you a lot of different looks. And um, you know, I was proud of how those big guys handled it on both sides of the ball. So uh, a lot of good work there. And then we were able to get some of the young guys in also for uh, with some work. All right, with that time, George. Let's go first to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Obviously, uh, the punt there uh, with, with Tommy Townsend with the pass to Byron Pringle, what did the Jets do that led you to, to make that call there that you saw that it could work, and how anxious were you when you saw how high that pass was? Yeah, well, they've been working on it. I mean, they've been doing uh, doing it the last couple, three weeks, and and um, and it's been like clockwork. Uh that one did get a little high. It's different when it's in a game, you know, it's, uh, and he's as good a thrower as there is. So he, <clears throat> he's a real good athlete. He was able to show a little bit of that today. So, but it's a little different in the game, you know, next time he does, it, it'll be better. Won't be quite as high, but we'll take it right there. Next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, congrats on the win and, and game plan. 10 different receivers today, four different receivers with touchdowns. Just um, when you have, such talented guys who can do uh, damage with the ball in their hands. How, how great does that make it for a play caller, play designer? Yeah. I mean, listen, these guys make that, make that easy and uh, are as easy as it can be in the NFL. I mean, there's such great competition out here that, uh, but the best thing that I, I see and like is that they're on the same page. So, um, you know, they're thinking right along <clears throat> how the coaches are thinking when we're over on the sideline thinking we know everything. Right. So, they're 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 kind of right in line with it and and actually executing it in in game time. So it's it's impressive. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey Andy, um, I wanted to explore more that that play that you briefly mentioned, the last touchdown to Tyreek Hill. We could hear just the audio of, that Patrick did check out of something. Um, can you tell us what he checked out of and and how similar? I mean, was it a running play? And if it was a passing play, 
already, how similar was the route that Tyreek ran to, to the original play? If, if I could tell you, I'd have to make you disappear. No, it was, it was a pass to a pass. So I sounded like I was from Philly for about a second there, but don't tell them that. <laughs> Let's go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, you've talked uh, in your coaches to pretty consistently this season about complacency and, and that being a thing that you guys are, are guarding against. I'm just wondering if, has there been a point this season where you've seen complacency and you've had to address it? And, and, and just secondarily, I'm wondering what, a performance like this, no disrespect to the Jets, but a performance like this today says in, in, in that regard. Yeah, so listen, coaches are always <clears throat> on guard for all that, and you say it a million times, you know, you, you, you're always going to say it. I mean, we're that's how coaches are wired. So I remind them just, you know, of that. But um, I really haven't worried about it with them because they're these guys are pretty focused. They enjoy playing with each other. Um, and listen, if you're going to be good <clears throat> at the end of the year, you got to take care of business during the year. And so um, every game counts uh, as you go forward. And so it's uh, it's important that you bear down um, every week. And, uh, you know, that's that's part of it, you know, as you go. But I haven't really worried that much about it, no, with them. <clears throat> Next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Um you know, every game obviously takes on its own personality. And, and I, but I think there's a lot of thought that, that you guys would, would probably beat the Jets without needing a, a play like the, the fake punt. Um, what, what goes into that kind of decision and trying to seize the game that way? Yeah, well, listen, you never know in this league. I mean, the parody in this league is ridiculous. Um, Sam Darnold, he gets hot and runs around and makes plays. And if that's going on, and I mean, you saw him drive – uh, down in the red zone a couple different times. So it's, uh, you know, that's, uh, you, you got to score points. I've been through too many of those where you pull, pull off the accelerator and then, um, you know, something bad happens. So you're better off just keeping it down and, <clears throat> and going for four quarters there. Got time for a couple more guys. We'll go Todd Lebo and then Darren Smith. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach, you mentioned those RPOs, and I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago that Patrick was talking about he's, you know, when he was doing the RPOs, it's okay to run it, right? I mean, he always likes to throw it. How much better has he gotten on deciding and seeing exactly what you want him to see and making the right decision as he's come along through this offense? And how hard is it for, for him is there, or any quarterback to, who wants to throw it to, to, to hand it off when they want to throw it? I mean, he was spot on today. I mean, he he was uh, seeing and shooting, and he's very accurate with those things, um, seeing them, I'm saying. And then his throws are good, too, so if he pulls it. Um, uh, but at the same time, he's patient with uh, the run part of it, and he's got a good feel of the game and what's happening with it down and distance-wide, field position, all those things. So <clears throat> um, full trust in him with it, yeah. Let's go last to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Coach, uh, uh, the question I have is Dirty Dan Sorensen, you know, the last two weeks he's made big plays. How has his play, you know, kind of jumpstart and sparked the team? Of course, last week he had a pick six, and today he had the big fumble, uh, the big – caused the big fumble late in the ball game. Yeah, listen, he's playing good football right now, Darren. I mean, he's he's uh, flying around. He's making plays. Um, he's, he's just doing – all in all, he's doing a nice job uh, all the way around. Um, he's playing confident and um, – and, and so, you know, it's his seventh year and, and uh, he, you know, I think he feels comfortable back there with the Badger and 
they've got good communication amongst them and uh, and with 22 I mean they're they're all that's uh, a tight group back there so he's doing a nice job there's head coach Andy Reid who ties a curly Lambeau with 229 wins in the NFL record book most combined wins regular and postseason He's number five. Tom Landry sits at number four with 270. Ahead of him is Bill Belichick, George Hallis, and Don Shula leads the way with 347. So ways to go to get to Don Shula, but Andy Reid ties Curly Lambeau. And, of course, he's uh, he passed uh, Chuck Noll and Marty Schottenheimer earlier as well with the Chiefs, but he's been on an unbelievable role. But that's the Chiefs thing. It's about fighting complacency. You know, getting your team up to win – when, you know, when you're here, Andy, you'll talk about, you know, good team, well-coached and all that. That's to get the team fired up. It's it's to keep them from not getting complacent. And they have some eye-openers. The Carolina Panthers, they lose on Thursday night to the Falcons, 25-17. So they had a little more uh, rest. They had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off the, the weekend off. So Chiefs are getting them off a Thursday night game, which has its advantages and disadvantages. Obviously, you play a short week, but you get the longer rest. Then a bye week, which Andy Reid is 18-3 and three after a bye, and then the Raiders. And the Raiders have the Chiefs' attention. They got the Chiefs' attention when they won at Arrowhead Stadium. They got the Chiefs' attention when they did a little circle around the stadium in a victory lap. That got their attention. And then they're at Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, the way they're playing, a lot of people are saying the darling of the league, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, so that's a nice showdown with Mahomes and Tom Brady there. Then you get Denver, then at Miami. And Miami's 4-2 and two now. Or four and three, excuse me. Miami's been rolling. They're in second place in the division. Tua got the start today. Didn't play great football, did Tua, but got the job done. Threw for less than 100 yards. They had a, a kick return and a fumble return for a touchdown, but they moved to four and three. The Dolphins definitely playing inspired football at this point. So there's some attention getters still on the schedule for the Kansas City Chiefs. They the Saints, the Falcons. They'll finish off against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And, well, Chargers have their attention. So I'm not so worried about complacency when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 18 career, three touchdown games. He's also uh, had 10 games now with four touchdowns, the most since 2018, four ahead of second place. Patrick Mahomes absolutely tore it up. Let's go back in the locker room and hear from one Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, that's brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Patrick. Um, it, it seems like a few times this year we, we've been talking to you about it, sort of accepting the fact that maybe the stats aren't always going to be there, whether it's the way deep in, your defense is playing, whether other defenses are defending you. I guess just what did it feel like today to sort of be able to open up? And I know you don't check the stats all the time, but still to, to, to feel like you were having a big day out there pretty consistently. Yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always fun to go out there and, and, and score touchdowns and do all that different type of stuff. But uh, we kind of been saying it all year long is we have a lot of ways that we can beat teams. And uh, today they, they were doing a good job of kind of uh, stuffing up the run and we, we were, took it to the air and, and threw the ball and, and made plays happen that way. And so, um, now that uh, you kind of see it, that we can throw the ball on teams, we can run the ball on teams, and it's about taking what's there and finding the best way to win a football game. Let's go next to Dave Scretta. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Patrick. I was just curious what went into that uh, touchdown celebration with Tyreek, and it actually looked like you tried to to give him a ride on his first one also and, and maybe didn't make it quite as far. 
No, the first one, I was just trying to get him out of the stands. I mean, uh, I'm just – because uh, he went up there, and, uh, and, you, and I don't know the rules on that, but I know it's not probably the best thing to do. So I was trying to get him back down. And then uh, the uh, the second one, uh, it looked like he was a little dinged up. So, I mean, he, he made a great play on the ball, and I got him over there. And luckily, he ended up being fine. So uh, we're just having fun out there. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Patrick, this might be the last time we get you before Election Day on Tuesday. I know how much you have dedicated just – to getting people out and uh, making it eligible for them to use their vote, what would you say to them as we uh, round the final turn? Yeah, I would say just just finish the job. Go out there, vote, use your voice. Uh, no matter where you live, no matter who you're voting for, use your voice and, and do whatever you think is best for you, this country, and your family. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick, you've talked about how patient you've had to be this year. And but did you have a feeling after watching video of the Jets and, and knowing how Greg Williams plays defense that today was going to be the day that some things opened up down the field for you? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that necessarily. Uh, I think he does a good job of stopping the run. I think if you watch uh, this entire season, they've done a good job usually of of getting their kind of cornerback, cornerbacks and linebackers in there and and stopping the run. So I knew there would be some opportunities to me to make some throws. Um, and, and I thought the dudes did a good job of finding the open spaces and zones. And so uh, it's good to be able to do this, uh, have a game like this, uh, going into another great opponent next week, um, and kind of show that we can we can do multiple things, not not just one. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick, congrats on the win. Uh, Andy had mentioned that there were some RPOs built in today. It certainly felt like maybe there were more, and you had a tendency to throw a little bit more than you uh, were running today. Just what were you seeing out there? Yeah, just the uh, kind of the alignments of, of, of defenders. Uh, they, were, they were really focused on stopping the run, which they did a good job of doing. Uh, we have to obviously try to be better there. Um, but uh, they were coming down fast, and I, the guys were getting open in space, and I was putting it in their hands. And I think the, the biggest thing was he kept calling those plays. He kept giving me the option to do uh, run or, or throw the pass. And I think when you do that, it really puts a lot of stress on the, on the defense. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick, uh, five touchdown passes today. I'm curious, which one was your favorite? Um, my favorite was probably the last one just because I got a check to it, and we've been working on that check for a while, and we got the look that we liked, and we were able to check and make the play happen. So that was, I would say that was that one or the, the underhand one. I mean, the underhand one's sweet, man. Every time I get that opportunity to do that, I, I, I take, try to take advantage. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Patrick, I'm just wondering if there's a different feel for you halfway through this season than in the two previous? And if so, what that feeling might be about yourself and how the team is playing right now? Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, a different feel. The thing to me that, uh, that I've learned from in my experience is that we have the team that can go get whatever we want to get. Um, going into the last few seasons, you, you haven't won, you haven't had that Super Bowl championship, so you don't, you don't know for sure. You think you do, but you don't know for sure. And I, I know that we have the players in this locker room and now it's about the effort that we put in every single day and, and the really grind of every single day, not taking anything for granted. Um, that, that, that's what it's going to take. And I think uh, we have the leaders in this room to try to make a run at it. Go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. I'm curious about your perspective from the sideline of the, the fake punt and also just to how important was that to keeping that drive going. And also, what's your critique on the throwing skills of Tommy Townsend? 
No, I thought it was sweet, man. He ripped that thing. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't no like lollipop at all. I mean, he caught it and ripped it over there. So it was, it was pretty impressive. I actually didn't know it was happening. I was trying to go for it, and Coach Reed was just was. I should have known by the way he just kind of threw. He said, oh, "Just go ahead." Like let this, the, he sent the special teams out there, and I was like, "Man, you're not going to even think about it." And I guess he already had things planned ahead. And I think Tobe does a great job. Uh, and he has for a very long time of, of having different tricks and, and different ways to execute at a high level for that special teams group. And uh, it gave us, it gave us a chance to have another play and we, we were able to score on it. And it was a big point in the game. Got time for three more. We'll go Sam, Todd, and then Vahe. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, um, Patrick, I, <laughs> I mean this with no disrespect to the Jets, right? But the, their record is what they are. Um, I, I'm just curious, do you judge yourself? Do you judge the offense's performance a little bit differently? Uh, against this opponent than you would, you know, the Ravens or a team that you expect to see in January? I, I don't. I mean, uh, if you look at this defense and how they played this year, I mean, they might not have won uh, any any games, but they they're in games and they're competing and they're and they're doing their they're doing their job. I mean, I mean, they're they're a team that has a lot of talented players. And uh, uh, we went out there and we had to execute at a high level. And you have to do that in this league. You can't take anyone for granted because uh, I mean, there's great football players in every single team that you're going to go up against. Uh, well, first off, Patrick, what's the that when Anthony Sherman caught the underhand pass, they said it was smoked sausage. Do you have a name for it when Travis catches it? It was called Stampede Right. Stampede Right. Very nice. And at this point, we're in November, right? And Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore just played. Pittsburgh pulled it out. They're undefeated. Are you looking at the scoreboard? Are you scoreboard watching anything like that yet? And if you ever do that, when does that click in? Um, I mean, uh, I think, uh, you can't do that. You have to focus on the opponent that you have every single week. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh, uh, they, they won their game and they're undefeated. Uh, they're a great football team. And so for us, uh, we just try to win as many games as possible. And if, if we win them all and we're 15 and one and they're 16 and zero, they deserve to be the number one seed. Let's go last to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Uh, I assume you've seen uh, Tommy throw before. So you, did you know he could uh, he could dish it like that? And and you know, just one other part about that play: it's thirty-five to nine, the final score. But but do, do moments like that really make a difference, even in a lopsided game like this? In the end, one hundred percent. Those moments. I mean, especially in the beginning parts of the games. Uh, those are those are huge moments in the game of getting the momentum in your favor and getting getting things going and, and putting points on the board. I mean, that, that changes the whole entire game. Um, and so uh, obviously it was a big play and I've seen Tommy throw, but I mean, you, you never know until someone gets under pressure how they're going to how they're going to perform. And he did it. He's done a great job of, of, of punting the ball and, and a, a great job of throwing it so far. There's Patrick Mahomes again, 18 straight games with the touchdown pass. It's unbelievable. The rare company that 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 he is in and just what he keeps doing. It's like, almost like we take it for granted, but NFL record book for uh, games with 300 yards passing players. First four seasons. Remember the first season he had was just that one game, 21 games. He's done that Dan Marino with 22 games and Kurt Warner, 26. So certainly a chance for Patrick Mahomes to get up in there as the all time leader for that. But it's every single week. There seems to be another record for the Kansas City Chiefs. This Chiefs Chargers or the Chargers Broncos game getting interesting. Fourth and five now for the uh, Denver Broncos against the uh, balls at the 18 yard line. And Denver's got basically one more play, seven seconds left in the game. Fourth and five for a chance for Drew Locke to come back against the Chargers. The Chargers had a commanding lead in this game and have seen it just completely evaporate. To the Broncos is another battle of the AFC West. Another AFC West news. The Chiefs 
or the, excuse me, the Raiders knocked off the Cleveland Browns 16 to six, scoring 10 points there in the fourth quarter. Head back in the locker room. Hear from the hear from the play of the game, which was uh, that fake punt by Tommy Townsend. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. I'll let you know what happens in the Broncos Chargers game as well. But here's Tommy. Hey, Tommy, congrats on the win. Uh, play comes in for the fake. Just what was going through your mind and, and how easy was it to fire off that pass? Uh, well, you know, running out there, I mean, of course, like I'm, I'm pumped if we have the opportunity to run a fake. Uh, but, yeah, I got out there. We got the look we wanted. And uh, from then on, I was just thinking, you know, just don't baby. Get it out there to them. Um, just like I've been doing, you know, all week, the past couple weeks in practice, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I got out to Pringle. He made a nice catch and uh, got a couple yards. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tommy. Were you at least uh, – were you a bit concerned, though, when the, when the ball seemed to go high? Because Pringle had to make the adjustment and jump up there. So I was just wondering, like, what was your reaction when you saw the ball going high? Um, I mean, I wasn't – like I said, I'm, I guess I am not. wasn't too concerned. Uh, Pringle's a great athlete. He's got great hands. And, uh, you know, luckily, yeah, it was, it was in a good enough spot for for him to catch. And, uh, like I said, get, get a few yards. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I wasn't too worried. Like I said, we've been practicing it the past couple weeks, and uh, we've been executing it great. So, uh, so I, I was pretty confident going into that. Go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Tommy, I'm curious if you were exactly when the last time you threw a pass in a football game was, whether it was high school or something like that. I, I, people are picking you apart on Twitter, man. They say your stance is a little wide. Maybe you threw baseball more recently. When was the last time you threw something? Uh, shoot, the last pass in the game was probably like freshman year of high school or something like that. After after freshman year, I played a lot of corner and safety. And, uh, and yeah, that was about it. But I, I did play baseball throughout high school. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. I, I, I apologize. I had, I had bad form on that. <laughs> Tommy, I just wanted to get your reaction to Patrick's reaction of you throwing the football. Clearly, you know, reigning MVP, Super Bowl League MVP. Just what was it like to get congratulations from him? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's awesome. I mean, we have lockers right next to each other, so I, I can't help but say that it rubbed off a little bit onto me on that throw. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's pretty cool anytime you get recognition from Pat and, you know, some of these leaders and big name guys on the team, especially as a rookie. It's it's really something cool, you know. All right, guys, we've got time for a couple more before we get Tommy out of here. We're going to go Matt, Derek, and then Mitchell. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tommy, I'm, I'm curious about the play call coming in. I mean, how much warning did you get that that play call was going to be coming on? And did you know that, you know, you said you mentioned a couple of times this, you know, you worked on it a few times this, the last couple of weeks. Mm. Did you know that for certain that this was probably going to go into the game sometime today? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we'd been practicing it in certain, certain, uh, certain parts of the field. Um, and, you know, going into that punt, I knew we were in, in that, I guess, area to, uh, to run that fake and checked with uh, Coach Toe before, um, before we went out for the punt and um, got the call and went out there, got the look, and, uh, yeah, just went for it. We'll go to Mitchell with the last one. Go ahead, Mitchell. Hey, Tommy, if you could compare what it's like to see a ball going from your hands and then seeing Patrick Mahomes, the way he's throwing the ball, how would you compare the two? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's that's a tough question. I mean, he has one of the strongest arms in the league, and I don't know. I was just thinking, just get it out there to him. So um, I'd like to check the uh, the velo on on both of both of our passes and compare them. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so there you go, Chiefs uh, rookie punter Tommy Townsend. But we've been keeping our eyes on this Broncos Chargers game with seven seconds left. The Broncos 
Went down the field. Drew Locke pulling a John Elway. Drew Locke now with three touchdown passes. This game is tied up, so we must go to our NFL desk with Dusty Likens. What's going on here, Dustman? I mean, it's just Drew Locke proving to the haters that Drew Locke knows how to play football and he can be a big-time quarterback. That's all it is. And Chiefs fans, if you're listening, I'm not saying that I'm a Denver Broncos fan or that I'm a Denver homer. I'm a Drew Locke homer. I live in Lee Summit. I, I mean, he's from Lee Summit. I get accused of it, too. His dad's nice. His dad's a fan of 610 shows. So it's nice to see a local kid. And plus, don't you want to see somebody come in and try to challenge Patrick Mahomes just a little bit more? Like, we need that guy. We need somebody to come in. But what happened was they did the old uh, smoke and mirror play. They threw up the pass in the end zone. They got the defender for the Chargers. By the way, Binkley, the Chargers, three straight weeks have blown a 17-point lead. Oh, I, and... I know. Anthony Lynn's <laughs> job is not safe, man. I'm telling oh, he's you. Fired. you know, keep an eye on the enemy because that's a spot where you can go and have Justin Herbert and have a lot of stars on defense. I get it. Derwin James isn't playing. But that right. team just needs coaching. And they've also got uh, history with the enemy as he uh, used to be a football player for that Super organization. That's right. So uh, they did the smoke and mirror play. They threw a pass in the end zone. They got the defender uh, basically looking at the crowd and the player. Classic play, pass interference, ball the one. Denver didn't run it up the middle because we know that that D-line for the Chargers is pretty damn good. They ran a bootleg, little receiver on the inside of the end zone, Drew Locke on a run, throws it on a wheel route outside, throws it right to him in the corner of the end zone, on the like basically right on the out-of-bounds line. Two feet in, and uh, there's Denver for you. And then the extra point by McManus was still awaiting. I believe he's hit it. The game is over. It's been unbelievable. That comeback by the Bucs against them, the Saints, yeah. the Jags. They were up 16-0 on Jags. Jags come rolling back. They had a double-digit lead on the Chiefs. They can't hold leads, but what a game. You know, we saw Justin Herbert love going all around. And, man, it's Drew Locke that came back. You know, both of them three touchdowns apiece. But I tell you, man, he outdueled him, and he got the job done at the very end of the game, did Drew Locke. What's crazy is that when you have a quarterback that has the ceiling that is inevitable like it is with Justin Herbert, these are the types of games that you remember because Mahomes had those games where everybody on the field knew he was the most talented quarterback they had seen and that this franchise needed to protect this quarterback. And it wasn't with offensive weapons. Now, you can get him some shiny new toys on that side like they did with Clyde Edwards. Now, Mahomes also inherited those receivers in that tight end in Travis Kelsey. Now, Justin Herbert's got plenty of talent on that on that Charger offense. What they need is they just need to keep that defense where it should be at, and they'd win more games because when you have a quarterback that's that talented, these are the types of games you can't lose. You have to be able to build success with a team with a guy that's that good. And then there's Drew Locke. What does this mean for Drew Locke? He was down. People thought, oh, well, maybe he's just not. Let's be real. He had a shoulder problem this year. Last week was his first game back, and it was against the Super Bowl champs in terrible weather. So let's pump the brakes before we judge a guy who went 4-1 and one last year, or I'm sorry, 3-1 and one as a starter last year, only lost to the Chiefs. He lost to Mahomes this year. He went out in week one with a shoulder injury. And oh, by the way, his second game back from injury, he brought his team back to beat an in-division rival, the Chargers. Yes, it was at home, but this is the type of football that we can start to expect in the AFC West. And even if you think that we're being too much on the Chargers or too much on the Broncos, how fun is this for the next 10 years that these guys can be studs like Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes, Locke, Herbert, all in one division? 
the division that used to be known for Khalil Mack, Justin Houston, and Von Miller is now a quarterback's league. Baby, give me all of that for the next 10 years, and I'll die a happy man at 43. Good job, Dustman. We'll talk to you later. Get Derek Carr on out of here, Cream Dog. <laughs> Be easy, ah! fellas. Have a good night. Get home safe. All right, take care, Dustman, right there. Yeah, Drew Locke and Justin Herbert dueling with the Chargers. <laughs> Anthony Lynn, man, they're going to have to roll him. This division looks safe for the Chiefs for the time being, but as the Chiefs go to 7-1 and one today, they'll play the 3-5 and five Carolina Panthers at noon next week. And, yeah, it's been an interesting story as two teams in the AFC West, of course, get wins. Somebody had to get a win in this Broncos-Chargers game. But the last four games for the Chargers, they've blown a 17-point lead, a 17-point lead, a 16-point lead, and a 21-point lead. Sorry, Anthony Lynn. Um, it's probably not going to be your time. But the Chiefs, again, seven games this year. They've let 21 points or fewer. Five, three and outs in the second half of this defense. Pat Mahomes goes crazy. 416 yards, five touchdowns. Who's ever bit in that MVP conversation and should be. Huge shout out to Josh Klingler, sideline reporter from the Chiefs, who joins us each and every week. Thank you to Arrowhead Pride's editor-in-chief, Pete Sweeney, for joining us as well. Thanks to Dusty Likens and the NFL desk, keeping us apprised of what's going on around the NFL. And as usual, thanks to producer extraordinaire, Kramer Sansone, the Cream Dog. Anyway, I appreciated your calls. I appreciated your text. And I look forward to seeing you guys after the Panthers. See if the Chiefs can go to 8-1 before they have a nice bye week. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.